Welcome to Disrupting Business Process Management, a podcast brought to you by Flowforma, where in every episode we interview thought leaders or one of our own customers and ask them about their digital transformation journey to a paperless office. I'm Teresa Resick, the Director of Market Intelligence Group, and with me today from AIM we have Bob Larrabee, and we also have Neil Young from Flowforma. Bob is an internationally recognized subject matter expert and thought leader with over 30 years of experience in the fields of information and process management and is the recipient of the Senedem Brazil's ECM Pioneer Award. Bob is an author, lecturer, musician, photographer, and poet, and as an avid techie with a focus on process improvement and the application of advanced technologies to enhance and automate business operations, Bob's passion is to share his experience and expertise with individuals and businesses as seeking to improve their information and process management practices. And we also have with us Neil Young, and Neil is the CEO of Flowforma. And Flowforma is the leading provider of business process management tools for Microsoft Office 365. Neil has spent a number of years driving Flowforma's SaaS business model and is passionate about revolutionizing the traditional BPM space to enable the business user to meet the needs of today's demanding digital workplace, all through an innovative no-code approach. And I'm very fascinated by this technology that Flowforma has, so I'm really looking forward to hearing about that. But first, I'm going to turn things over to Bob Larrabee to begin his talk today. Bob? Well, thank you, Teresa, and, and thank you, Neil, uh, for joining us. Um, I, too, am uh, very fascinated with the whole concept of no-code. Uh, for many, many years, I've believed that the power should be placed in the hands of the users and, and the people who make the decisions. Um, and the concept of no-code uh, certainly does help us get there uh, a lot faster and a lot closer uh, to where we should be. So, uh, as Teresa mentioned I am chief analyst at AIM, and uh, one of the things that the group does, of course, is a lot of research. And in our recent research, um, as we were preparing for this, we pulled from the, the most recent uh, research that we have uh, in relation to process automation. And one of the things that we found um, was a focus on modernization and that 81% of organizations recognize that modernizing their IM strategy is a must. Uh, they can't live in the days past, and, and we can't cer- certainly can't um, work at the speed of paper anymore, and not just from a capture standpoint, but from processing standpoint. So we have to look at uh, the realities of today, and we have to modernize our strategies and modernize our infrastructure. Process automation is actually one of the keys to this, and one of the things that we found was 75% of the respondents, 75% of those people that we polled, uh, said that process automation is a must-do in their business models today. It's no longer a nice-to-have. They, they realize that they actually have to do this. They have to automate these business processes in order to uh, be much more efficient, be much more consistent, and that's something that I keep hearing over and over again is they're looking for consistency in their businesses, uh, business processes, but also to gain tighter controls and insight into the business as well. So process automation is a must-do in the business models. And this leads to the idea of effectiveness. How effective um, are we operating, right, as an organization or as a business? And so 
when we looked at this um, in relation to that survey, the majority of organizations feel they do a fair job, notice I said fair, in managing their business processes effectively. Um, so they understand, yeah, okay, we're, we're okay at this, um, but they understand that there's a lot of room for improvement in a lot of areas that they could be much better in. And so this kind of leads us to a question, a uh, very basic question. What is a CIO supposed to do today if they're facing these challenges of modernization, automation, and effectiveness? How are they supposed to go about doing this, and how do they do it in a way that's conducive to a flexible uh, business environment? So agility is key, being able to respond to changing business requirements, changing regulatory requirements, and so on. But at the same time, um, being much more impactful, I guess, is a, a good term to use when it comes to making changes within the organization and, and placing some of that power to change and change the way they work into the hands of the people who actually do the work. And so at this point, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call on uh, Neil, and Neil's going to share with us um, how Flowforma has seen this and how the idea of no code or the, the ability to use no-code approaches uh, really does have a positive impact on these businesses. So, Neil, uh, thanks again for, for being with us today. And at this point, I'm going to turn it over to you. And I'm, I'm all ears, waiting and looking forward right. to seeing what you have here. Uh, thanks, Bob, and um, thanks for having me. And hi, everybody. So, um, yeah, and just to follow on from, from some of Bob's points there around uh, the CAO, and, and what we're finding in the marketplace, and when we deal with, our, with our, the hundreds of customers on a, on a daily basis, um, that role of the CIO is changing compared to five years ago. Uh, so they, they now have a seat, you know, across the board, they now have a seat at the top table. And that's presenting different, different goals. It's more strategic goals that they're dealing with. They're working with their uh, fellow C-level leaders in terms of addressing these strategic goals in the business. So it's no longer seen, seen as an operational cost-centric uh, focus. It's, so some of that still exists, obviously, you know, keeping the lights on, but it's also working around you know, customer experience initiatives. How, the, how can they improve uh, how they're inter interacting with the customers on, on the day-to-day -day work? Um, and I think that's really shifting in terms of demands for the CIO. And, um, those demands are, 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 you know, coming across, and we're seeing this, you know, at a, at a high level. What are the what are the three things um, right at the top of their agendas? Um, there is uh, this, this uh, phenomenon of the COVID crisis. So, you know, there is a global shortage. Um, all companies, and you you will hear companies say, you know, every every company today is becoming a software company. Uh, so, you know, they could be in the electronics business, but they are now moving into software with IoT, etc. So there's a huge demand for coders. Um, there's still obviously talent coming through that won't move away, but CIOs need other options, other viable options to deal with the coder crisis. Um, digital transformation, you know, we go back a few years again, we would have seen, uh, you, know, you know, is this a new, are these new buzzwords, new t terminology? Um, but it, it, it's absolutely real today. And, and there's a couple of drivers here, one, one being uh, the, the next generation of employees and staff that are coming in very talented, um, and you see that they expect everything to be digital. They don't understand why your, you know, invoices and contracts, some still exist through the post or physical copies of contracts. They assume everything should be digitized. And through the nature of they're just so used to social media, and everything being digital, and also they expect everything to be on their mobile phones. 
So, you know, you're dealing with the next generation of, of workers and then you're also dealing with in terms of customer demands. So dealing with time to value on, on projects and solutions and what customers are expecting, let alone what your internal staff are demanding, but what, how fast they, they, they want things solved so they can deal with the customers better and those solutions better. So they're the challenges that, that we're, we're, when, we, when we speak to CIOs, we're, that, that's, that's what we're seeing. Um, and that's why they're liking uh, uh, the approach around the no-code technologies such as ourselves. You know, and I, I heard a great um, phrase a few weeks back uh, around the consumeration of IT. You know, it's very much becoming the future where um, technologies are becoming more consumerized so they can be dealt with by the business users and by the next generation of, of staff coming into the organization. So, you know, how does Flowform itself help with these challenges? So, we focus a lot on, on our, uh, you know, our, when came up with the original idea, we would have been very much around empowering the business analyst. Um, and now we're very much seeing that as empowering the business user, uh, reducing that code of demand. And, and what you find with the technologies, they coexist. So, this is not about rip and replace against other technologies that is, exist in the organization, such as, you know, CRM. ERP tool sets uh, that are doing very, you know, very strong um, solution, providing very strong solutions to the business. But it's about augmenting that and adding, adding to that. And you think of gaps in apps within those technology platforms. It's what, it's what technologies such as ourselves can bring to the table and reduce that code of demand and empower the business. And also, what we find is the business know this, the the process problems better, so they understand um, what they need to solve. So let's arm them with the tools. Um, and, you know, uh, but allow IT and allow the CIO with his team, allow, allow the IT division to provide governance, training, advice, you know, and, and integration capabilities. And I, I will, that's what we have seen. We have, we have worked with very progressive IT directors, IT managers, CIOs that um, realize the demands are very strong and how can they connect better with the, with the, with the business audience. And, and if you, if you, um, if you see the demands and you keep those demands just within IT, then the backlog will just be too severe to deal with. So uh, that, that's how we're, we're helping today. Um, in terms of you know, digital transformation and, and the different types of uh, solutions, uh, we tend to categorize them to help with our, with our customers and help them deal with, their, with the challenges that they receive, categorize them into, tr into three buckets, essentially. Um, you have your everyday uh, processes. Uh, so these could be your IT, finance, HR forms. So you're admin within your organization. Uh, they can be dealt, you know, internally focused. They can be dealt with quite quickly. You know, a couple of hours, we've seen people build out some of these processes and get them live with the technology. Um, and then you're moving up into more organizational specific. So in your industry and in your business, um, processes that exist that may already um, are managed, but it could be spreadsheets uh, with email combined and moving around the organization. And how can you solve those process problems? Because you realize when someone's not there for two weeks uh, that there's a gap and, and you know, on a, on a larger scale that can have huge ramifications. So that's, that's a, another area, another uh, level that we look to solve. And as you move up this uh, spectrum, you're, you're solving, you're achieving more ROI and you're having more of an impact on the, on the digital transformation um, strategy. And then the final piece, um, and we, always, we typically see customers starting in the, either the first or second bucket and then moving into CX impact processes once they're familiar. So extending processes that are internal with their external customers and connecting that 
seamlessly with uh, the customers, suppliers, what have you, so external customers to the business. Um, and that's really advancing the digital process transformation. And in terms of just how uh, in getting to time to value, um, what we find with, uh, with these types of technologies, um, you, you know, you want an onboarding program. Uh, the, you, know, you can't call out no code and then offer a large volume of consultancy days to get people working with the product. So, and it has to be low volume of training. So we very much engage our customers around um, and what we call our Sure Start program. It's about onboarding very quickly, pick a process, get them onboarded with the process into, the, into their company, but also at the same time, give them learning resources, give them implementation advice. And when we go, and after we go live, then we'll also provide advice as well. But it's very much about getting that quick time to value and enabling the end customer with the no-code technologies. And we call this very much, you talk about waterfalls, like about agile, we very much talk about test and learn delivery and keep refining. So there's no time boxes, there's no constraints on the sprints, but keep refining the process with your audience and move it into, into live. By all means, take a trial and there's a guided tour in there. Uh, and you know you can request a, a deeper demo and we can help you with that. Um, we're featured in one of the latest uh, Forrester reports. So by all means, you know, request your free copy of that. Uh, from that from our website and, and we'll have no problem providing that to you and appreciate everybody listening to me today and I'm just going to hand back to Bob now for some questions hey Neil thank you very much that was that was really enlightening I got to tell you so yes we do have a couple questions Neil um, first one and this is kind of an interesting one because we all know that office 365 is out there and you know Microsoft is kind of everywhere and this particular question says, we have Office 365. Is onboarding the Flow Former product simple? Yes. Yeah, so um, we have found, so effectively it's a, a three to five day exercise. And, and we typically bring customers through that over the space that suit of time that works with them. So that might be over a time period of, of four weeks, could be over two weeks. Um, but typically it's over four to eight weeks. Um, which suits them, lets them get up to speed, lets them come back and ask more questions. But it, it really is that uh, it's, it's from a working day perspective, it's three to five days, working days, yeah. Three to five working days, that's great. Um, yeah. Another question that we have here is, I like the idea of enabling external people to participate in our processes. Is that a big project? Is that a big project to undertake? No, not a, uh, so we've had... Uh, so we had a recent deployment of, um, of our custom experience platform, which is the external facing uh, version of the product uh, within three weeks, including the process. And effectively, what hap there's already a, um, a connection feature within there, a secure connection. So effectively, what happens is we spin up another environment and we place a public facing version of the process on that. And they have the existing process internally. And we did that for a customer recently for, within three weeks. Uh, they already have the existing internal process, but uh, and, and security in all those areas are covered. So that can be quite quite quickly approached and with all with all security concerns addressed. That's awesome. Yeah, it, there's a, a term that you used a little bit earlier, and and you know your answers to these questions are certainly addressing that. You use the term filling the gaps in the apps. I really love that term. Uh, because it's, <laughs> it's exactly what you're describing is you're filling in those holes, right? You're helping people fill in those gaps in the apps yeah. uh, and in their processes. Yeah. 
the final question that I'm going to give, because we're, we're kind of getting close here, but I do have one more that I'm going to uh, ask you, and this one reads, do you need to have any technical skills to automate and deploy processes within Flowformer? That's a really good question. So uh, no is the short answer, and um, slightly longer answer is we like to uh, connect to IT to make sure uh, you know the applications are governed, but the, um, that's always dependent on the customer's um, requirements. Uh, but uh, so the, the, one of the key areas I would have demonstrated very, very quickly earlier on would have been the security wizard. So essentially, IT may give somebody a site in SharePoint, uh, they're, and they're happy for that business user to go and work away and build out their HR processes, for example. And Flowformer will allow the business user um, test, learn, build, deploy, um, and roll out the processes. We always like to connect with IT, and I think that's advisable and, and that they're, they're there to govern. But that might be just them providing a site. So yes, yeah, absolutely. It is designed, and that's the premise of the product. It's designed for business users. Awesome. And, and you're right. You know, keeping IT engaged is something that's very important. Um, and it's really it's a team effort, right? It comes down to being a team yeah. effort, a team sport. So. Well, thank you very much, Neil. At this point, I am going to turn it back over to Teresa um, as we are coming up to the end of the, the session here. Teresa? Thank you, Bob. Um, and we have been listening to Neil Young of Flowforma and very much want to thank Bob Larrabee uh, with his insights from um, the research that came out. And if you're interested in getting more information on, on that research uh, that Bob was mentioning, if you go to aim.org slash research, uh, you'll find a whole bunch of, of uh, information um, and lots of other articles and e-books and a whole bunch of other things that Bob and his team have written. Um, we have a great staff of analysts here that uh, just has a lot of really wonderful insights to share. So check that out. Um, so as we bring this to a close, I just want to um, ask each of our speakers for a closing thought or a key takeaway. And let me start first with Bob Larrabee from AIM, your closing thought. Well, thank you, Teresa, and, and thanks, everybody, for being with us. Um, I think what we've learned here today is that the reality is it is possible to help transform business processes without the need for extreme technical skills. Um, you know, as Neil pointed out, we should have IT involved, of course, but um, putting the power back in the hands of the users, uh, this is something that's really important to businesses today in order to keep that flexibility and agility that they need in responding to customer uh, requests and enhancing the customer experience. Uh, so I encourage everybody, check it out. Check out this whole no-code approach. Thank you, Bob. And Neil Young from Flowforma, your closing thoughts today. Yeah, I think, and, and to add to Bob's points there, um, I think if you look at the, the coder crisis, and, and maybe a crisis is coming across a bit extreme, um, but, but it is something that's viable there. And, and those, uh, you know, we are seeing technologies um, across the board around consumerization of IT, and it's very much becoming a reality. So I, I, I think um, it's, it's, a, it's the right approach to add them to the technology stack um, within, within companies. And so it's just seeing what fits, um, and, and, but it's, it's a reality and, and the technologies are there today now to deal with that. So I, I think that will be my closing, closing view. Thanks, Neil. And thank you, everyone, for your time today. Greatly appreciate that. And from AIM, this is Teresa Resick, and we will see you with our next event.